everybody, welcome to the program. I am so excited. We have an amazing guest and uh, very near and dear to my heart because he stands for religious liberty and freedom, which is something that I stand for, as you know. And so I want to read a little bit about his bio. He is the general counsel at the Advocates for Faith and Freedom. And his name is Robert Tyler. Now, Robert has been instrumental in the furtherance, as I mentioned, of religious liberty and other constitutional liberties through the education of officials and the prosecution of numer numerous federal lawsuits. Now, in, tw in uh, 2005, he followed his passion and he started the Advocates for Faith and Freedom, which is a nonprofit law firm dedicated to the protection of constitutional liberties with a focus on faith-based liberties founded in the Free Speech Clause and the Free Exercise Clause of the First Amendment. Just a little bit more about Robert. He was named the nation's most, uh, one of the nation's most influential lawyers in Law Dragons 500, and uh, he's one of the leading lawyers in America. He's been featured in American Lawyer and the Daily Journal, which are two prominent trade magazines. And, you know, I could say so much more about Robert, but Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a blessing. And uh, listen, there's so much going on right now in your state, California. Uh, there are people that, you know, we've been talking about this on the show recently. I know pastors that have been fined $5,000, some even more, for having services. You've been working with a very special pastor. His name is Pastor Rob McCoy. He's been in the news quite a bit. And uh, will you give us a little update about what's going on in California with Pastor Rob and what you're doing right now with that? Sure. Uh, so... As, as you know, well, just, I guess maybe for your listeners, your, your, those tuning in that um, uh, Pastor Rob McCoy uh, has really taken a stand and was the first pastor, uh, I, I think, uh, probably in America uh, to come out and say, um, we are going to, we're going to remain open. Now he shut down as others did in the beginning, you know, he wasn't one of those pastors who said, we're, you know, at the very beginning, we're not shutting down before we right. had the information. You know, he spent um, weeks and weeks uh, doing a, an interview uh, every night uh, and he would bring different experts on. Uh, he called it uh, the fireside chat for Godspeak Calvary Chapel. And yes. so he'd have so many people come in and, and he really gained a lot of knowledge and information from experts about what this coronavirus really is and the disease and the risks associated with it. And frankly, the, the false fear that uh, has, is out there. And so really what happened was uh, Rob uh, has said, I'm going to stay open. And uh, he did. Uh, he was one of uh, numerous pastors who came together uh, for what we called the, the, the Declaration of Essentiality, where we I established this yes. declaration of essentiality back in May and told pastors, look, we want, we want to see how many pastors can come together with pastor Rob, pastor Jack Hibbs of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills and others. We led this movement to say, sign up and let's tell the governor, we're going to send this letter to the governor. We're going to tell him we have hundreds of churches, if not thousands who are reopening on the day of Pentecost. And they did. Now Rob actually opened before that. Right. And, uh, and the reason was, is because we began to see so many people with uh, so many mental health issues, uh, people, suicide numbers going up, uh, the suicide hotline increasing by phone calls, increasing by some 800% plus in LA County, things yeah. of that nature where, you know, frankly, uh, as a pastor, Rob, with compassion in his heart for his congregation and his flock and others just said, we have to 
we have to reopen. So bottom line is he reopened and then um, the county ended up bringing a, uh, a lawsuit against him seeking a temporary restraining order. And, uh, and when the restraining order was issued against him, he, he said, Bob, I, I can't close down. This is calling from God. And, you know, you know, this is well before Jack, uh, uh, excuse me, well before John MacArthur even got involved and, right. and took his stand. And, and Rob said, look, I'm going to take a stand. And, you know, Romans 13, uh, you know, calls on us really not to just obey the authorities, but to first obey the highest authority first. Yes. And that is, that is God's uh, authority. And so that's where he felt that I'm going to stay open. And uh, then because he stayed open in violation of the restraining order, uh, he then had uh, a, a contempt hearing brought against him. Hmm. And when that contempt hearing was brought against Pastor Rob, uh, we went to that contempt hearing realizing that he may very well find himself in jail. You know, wow. he could wind up going to jail because of his stance. And, and he was willing to do that. church services. He could be going to jail in America today. People need to take note of this. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, you know, what's interesting about this, and, and let, let, me, let me share what happened at that contempt hearing, because I've been trying to get this message out. And that is, you know, they sent, um, when Rob, after the hearing on the temporary restraining order, the county sent out their goons, and their mm-hmm. goons came, and, and I, I, I'm, maybe I should be more respectful as a Christian, I'm sorry, He's, they sent out their code enforcement officers. Right. And, and these code enforcement officers came and they, they sat in the parking lot uh, each Sunday. Uh, the, first, the first Sunday had one, one pair and the next Sunday had a whole different pair. Wow. What was interesting was that uh, there was a couple in the church that recognized them and said, man, those people are from the county. Yeah. Look at them. They're sitting in their car. They're not wearing masks. Mm. And, they, and they end up, they're in their car for basically five hours surveilling the church and the people coming in and out. Right. And uh, so both pairs, you know, when they, when this motion for contempt was brought against Pastor Rob McCoy, uh, I was given the pictures by this couple. Mm. And I was able to take those pictures of them sitting in their car without masks on. Mm-hmm. And, and read from their declaration. And in their declarations, they essentially said that here's what we observed. We observed them violating the county orders. We observed, excuse me, observed the, the parishioners, the, the attendees at, at Rob's church. We yeah. observed them sitting shoulder to shoulder uh, in the sanctuary. We observed them hugging afterwards. And they were not socially distant. And they were not wearing masks. <laughs> and, and they were bringing these allegations against these people to, to hold the church in contempt when right. they themselves were guilty of doing the exact same thing by sitting in a car, yes. not socially distanced, without masks. There didn't have to be two people there. They could have been in two separate cars if they really were concerned about the, the orders themselves. And so when right. I... When I came to the county and I raised the, when I was in court and I'm with a judge and I'm raising these issues and, and I have, I have their witnesses on the stand who signed these declarations. And I said, is this you? Yes. Is this you without a mask? Of course, initially I set them up. I said, of course you were, you were wearing masks, right? Sitting in the car. 
Oh, oh, of course I was. Yes. You were following the orders. Yes. And then I show them the pictures and then they, you know, have a blank stare on their face wondering, oh my gosh, they caught me. And I said, are you somehow exempt from these orders that, that require you to be socially exempt, uh, socially distant to require you to be wearing masks? And they said, well, and they tried to explain it away. All of them had the same defense. They said, well, you know, we're in a, the words they use, we are in a cohort and yes. we, we've worked with each other for many years. We know each other very well. And I know the protocol that they're taking to be safe. And, right. and that was their explanation. Yet it was mm-hmm. no explanation at all. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, was, it was their attempt at an excuse for them to be exempt from the rules. It right. just reminds How did that work me. in your favor? How did that work in your favor when the judge was presented this picture of them violating their own rules? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think that the judge clearly saw how hypocritical they were. He didn't comment on it, but I, I really believe that the judge took that to heart because, sure. you know, the judge could have put the pastor in jail. Yeah. He could have fined them $1,000 per service. He could have fined them even more. He didn't. You find them $500 per service, and that was it, and let them go. Right. And so I, I think the judge recognizes the hypocrisy yes. that's involved here. You know, yes. it's, it, was a, it was another, you know, Nancy Pelosi moment of that's right. hypocrisy. That's, right. that's what came to mind was the, uh, the, the hair salon where she was infamously without a mask, and uh, it seems that we're seeing a lot of this. Uh, there's been pictures of all different types of, uh, you know, people in the government that have been like the Nazis on this, but yet they're not wearing masks themselves. So exactly. kind of interesting. Yeah. Now, I, this is so important because people are not understanding, and maybe you can help us with this, uh, Bob, but, you know, why are churches specifically, I, I'm not hearing this about synagogues or mosques or, you know, other religious institutions. Is, is there a specific thing that's going on with the church, or is it just we're not hearing it, or what's going on? Yeah, well, you know, it is, it is not just with churches. Um, it is happening with, with synagogues, and I can tell you that I, um, I have... Uh, numerous um, rabbis who have come to me at, with their own concerns in LA County and Ventura County who right. uh, are, I have raised these issues and have received letters. And uh, the issue, however, is that, you know, the church, frankly, uh, the, the Christian church, the evangelical church, I should say even more so, and, and, more, and, and let, let me be even more specific. The non-denominational churches in Southern California, it is, it, they are the pastors who have, uh, and the churches who have stood up and said, we are going to battle back. Right. Um, but it is, but we do have other rabbis now who have come forward and said, we want help. And, yes. and I was just reading this morning, and I, I loved seeing this in New York. The Orthodox uh, yes. uh, Jews came together and, right. and, had, and put a big bonfire in the middle of the street. There were hundreds of them protesting uh, yes. the governor's orders. And, and praise God for that. And we, right. evangelical Christians, we need to get behind them and support right. them. 
hundred percent. And you know, I read in, in your bio how you are recognized as you know one of the most prominent lawyers in the country. And when we talk about a religious liberty, that's issue, not like, true. But go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it I, is. I didn't write that. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in 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 aspect of you know religious liberties, you know, for instance, I mean, I know you're on the forefront in fighting in religious liberties. And you know, when you see something like this, there's pastors that have come to me during this coronavirus time, and they've said, you know, this is just because of the pandemic, and it has nothing to do with a slippery slope. There's no no thing that we should be concerned about. But to me, it's raising alarm. And it's, it's, there's been a check in my spirit because I feel like it is a slippery slope and there is something more going on here. But to the people that don't see that, you're on the front line, you're fighting in this, in this battle, you know, from a legal standpoint, because from what I've seen, when, they, you know, when something like this happens, it's hard to, to dial back in the future, they use it as precedent, and then they just kind of seem to encroach more and more and more. So is that what you would think as far as what's going on here? Or is it just about a pandemic and will everything go back to normal? No, no, it is not just about a pandemic. You know, you know what, what the, the governor in California has said that, you know, he wants to use this as an opportunity right. to be able to, um, you know, move forward on his progressive agenda. Wow. And uh, you know, what started out as a two-week, I mean, that, and that, let's think about this. Yes. It started out as a two-week uh, hiatus where we were going to shut down the economy for two weeks. And we all agreed. And the churches came and said, look, this is a pandemic. And, you know, we're told about the safety. We're concerned. We don't know much about this coronavirus. And what was the, what was the rationale behind it? It was, it was to... Um, it was to slow down the spread right? and it was to prevent, it was to flatten the curve and it was to prevent our hospitals from being overwhelmed. Well, we've done that nationwide. It's happened yeah. nationwide, California, it's happened. And, and the governor hasn't released control. And instead what the governor did is he started off and he created this, um, um, uh, his plan for reopening and he had it in these phases. Well, after a few months, he changed that, and he became more restrictive, and he, and he turned it into a different plan. You, you, were, you were either on the list or you were off this list, and then he changed that plan. And then he, lit, then he creates this, this tiered color, color tiered system. And, you know, the, if you're in the top tier, then you're basically shut down. Second tier, it allows partial reopening, and it goes down in these four tiers. And then when he's asked by a reporter, he says, how come none of these colored tiers are green? And, he, and the governor says, because we will never get back to where we were before the pandemic. It will never, life will never go back to life as it was. Something to that effect is what he said. Yeah. That That's shocking. Crazy. Yeah. So he's using this opportunity and, and it's, it's just it's horrific, honestly. And, and so I think that the churches have to realize, the pastors, that, that yes, there, there are people who have died because of coronavirus, but there are a lot of people who died with coronavirus. That's right. The statistics show that. Uh, we have a wonderful expert, uh, epidemiologist from Stanford, who has done these studies. He has all the background and credentials, and, 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 and he's advising me on all of this. I've been talking to him and he's wonderful. And he's, he's, he's sharing that what's happening here is completely uh, in violation of epidemiology 101. Yeah, this is a yeah. whole different approach. 
Well, and I have a question for you. So, you know, if this goes to, say, the Supreme Court at some point, I think it, it may have in the Nevada case, and you can correct me if I'm wrong with Calvary Chapel, but, you know, it would seem to me that this would be a clear violation of the First Amendment. I mean, would this hold up? Would these ordinances hold up against the Supreme Court and our Constitution? Or, I mean, is that where we need to take this? Is that where this needs to go to get finality and get away from this draconian, tyrannical stuff that's happening? Um, I, I hope so. I mean, I hope the Supreme Court will, will ultimately look at this, whether it's one of our cases or a case from another state or elsewhere, one of my friends that are taking these cases. You know, I'm hopeful that, that the Supreme Court's going to decide on one of these cases one day. But my fear is this, is that uh, Chief Justice Roberts, at this point in time, um, is not a protector of religious liberty. That's true. In, in the Calvary Chapel, Nevada case, he, he had the perfect opportunity to explain that uh, casinos who are allowed to open at 50% occupancy, whatever that number is, that could be 10,000 people in a casino. So right. 5,000 people could come together in a casino. That, that churches uh, should be allowed to operate at 50% capacity as well. Yeah. However, he didn't say that. When churches were only limited to being allowed up to 50 people, regardless of the size of the church, regardless wow. of the sanctuary. And so that was a clear violation of the First Amendment, as we know it, a clear violation yep. of the free exercise clause and the tests that are applied to determine whether or not free exercise is violated. Right. However, he, he disregarded that opportunity. Now, I am, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we get an appointment on the Supreme Court with uh, Judge Barrett. I'm yeah. hopeful that, that she gets appointed. And I'm hopeful that she would be the swing vote that we need um, to, to rule in our favor on this free exercise issue. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm even hopeful that when it gets there, Lord willing, it does get there at some point in time soon, yeah. That, yeah. that Justice Roberts would side with, with the conservatives and say, yes, I agree. I was wrong before to not take up the case or, you know, give some explanation why. But the reality of it is, is that what, what we're seeing and what I'm seeing with all the judges so far in California in particular and, and, and the Supreme Court, the judges in the Ninth Circuit, that what they're doing is they're, they're, they are putting, they're, they're giving a much, much greater weight to fear over the First Amendment. That's right. The First Amendment exists with or without, regardless of whether fear, uh, or regardless of whether or not uh, one should have fear, we'll put it that way. Yeah. And the yeah. First Amendment should prevail and, and, in the face of fear. Yes. And, and, we're, and, and we're talking about public safety, I understand. But we're also talking about the lives of people who are committing suicide, we're talking yes. about the lives, the mental health of millions of people who are suffering right now. We're talking right. about the min, millions of people who lost their jobs, who can't pay their bills, who are, are, are just suffering extremely. Yeah. And we're sacrificing the First Amendment on the altar of fear. That's and it, right. it, it's totally unreasonable. 
It's unbelievable. And the Bible even says, do not forsake the assembling together of the brethren. I think that's, you know, one of the scriptures that Pastor Rob McCoy is standing on. And so circling back to him, and I know you got to go in a few seconds here, but, uh, you know, with Pastor Rob McCoy, this is a man that was, I believe he was the mayor of the, of the town. Yeah. He walked them through the shooting incident that happened in Thousand Oaks. This is a man that has a tremendous amount of respect from the city. Uh, I mean, he was the hero there. You know, let's face it. He's, he is yeah. a hero. And uh, so to see this happening only a few months later after he uh, stepped away from that position is really unbelievable to me. What is going on currently? I mean, is he still getting fined? Is the case still in, in, in court or what's happening right now? Well, um, you're right. I just want to comment on uh, briefly that you're right, man. Here's a, here is a pastor distinguished in the community, well-respected, by the way, incredibly intelligent. And I encourage everybody. Uh, he is a gifted speaker. Go watch right. his videos. You'd be right. just, you'd love him. Um, but uh, yeah, he pastored this community through two tragedies, not only the shooting that occurred uh, there where numerous people were killed, Numerous young people were killed in a shooting at a, at a nightclub. Um, he also pastored the community just a couple weeks later, or maybe it was the same week, fires. where there are these yep. amazing fires. Yep. And so these fires went through Thousand Oaks area and burned down numerous houses. Where we're at today, though, is Pastor Rob continues to meet. And the city uh, got an injunction uh, against the church. However, Pastor Rob is continuing to meet. Uh, they have not come forward to arrest him or bring the police in or to do anything further. I don't know what they're going to do. We're prepared. Yeah. Uh, we are now engaging in the discovery process. And what we're doing is we're going, at, we're going for the juggler. We are going after the underlying foundation for why the governor and the county have issued these orders. What's the science that they're really relying on? And we, that is the only way we're going to win. I, hate, I wish I could say that we could stand on the First Amendment alone, right. but we can't. We have to go after the juggler. We have to go find the smoking guns. We need to go dig deep in Sacramento and, and find out the real justifications. And, and I'm sure there's plenty of emails between the governor and the unions and the progressive uh, elitists in California that are, that are telling the governor why he has to keep things shut down until after the election and you know, those types of things. So we'll see, see what we find. Unbelievable. And, you know, meanwhile, uh, I went to DC a week or two ago and I was on a plane with two people on both sides having masks would have been just like I was sitting in a church (laughs) only in a a, a controlled environment, no less. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. And, you know, you go to, you know, Home Depot, Lowe's, uh, Kroger, you know, wherever it is that you shop. And uh, there's many, many people in the store. So we've always found this to be troubling. And Robert, I just thank you so much for what you're doing at the Advocates for Faith and Freedom as the council over there defending religious liberties in our nation. How can people find you and support the work that you do? Mm, thanks, Todd. Um, you, can, you can find us at uh, faith-freedom.com, www.faith-freedom.com or faith-freedom.com. And, uh, you know, look us up there. Uh, we're, uh, we are a nonprofit organization and, you know, through this pandemic, uh, we thankfully have hired two new lawyers, uh, because there's so much demand on, on the issues today. Besides Pastor Rob, we've got the pastor who is doing baptisms, who is cited for misdemeanor because he was doing baptisms in the ocean. I just got a call from a school that told, told you have to shut down 
yet they're doing the things, the exact same things that the public schools are allowed to do. It's a Christian school. We have numerous churches. Um, the, the, the discrimination and the battles are, are raging in California, and, and they're, they're far and wide. And, and I think that what people need to understand is what happens in California, it gets That's exported right. to the rest of the country. That's right. I've been saying that for years. Yep. Like we need to stop it here. That's right. No, absolutely agree. Robert, thank you so much for all that you're doing. We're going to stay in touch with you and be following this case and make sure to go to the website. We'll put it on the, the links below as well. And thank you so much for being on the program. Thanks, Todd. Good to see you again. You as well.